When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Matthew, today we're talking about I'll be mellow when I'm dead. According to the Wikipedia page, this is a rejection of the stereotypical attitudes uh, and accoutrements to the hippie, yuppie lifestyle. This is a really interesting one because as we've been talking about this album, the thing that we've brought up time and time and time again is how much this album is anti-everything. Yes. And this is like the definition of anti-everything, but the irony is that some of the things he's anti-in in this song are things that he is very much in support of much later in his life. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm going to just from the top, I'm going to say to me, this is this album's masterpiece. Okay. If there's anything on this record for me that feels like Al's potential really shining through and you're starting to see his ability as a writer and as a satirist i guess it's all here like the the composition of this song is great it's so catchy this is the catchiest hookiest song on this record by far and that arguably includes the parodies (laughs) this is so hooky so this was the exact note that i wrote after i watched it the song has a fantastic musical accompaniment yeah lyrically i think i may have been born before i totally get who he's trying to make fun of yeah but the chorus is catchy as hell the chorus of this song is so (laughs) so infectious it's Um, really it really gets in there and i agree with you you called out him as a songwriter and we talked about in an earlier episode that whole concept of sparks that like people won't take someone funny seriously uh and there's a line in this song that jumped out at me that is is the perfect example of like when you can you can be really funny and still say something that you can almost like like write a lyric that you kind of attach yourself to and that happens in the song for me 
where he says, I don't need a course in self-awareness to find out who I am. Yeah. I love that line. So good. <laughs> like genuinely, it's like, that's not a laugh out loud funny line. That's just a good lyric in a song. There are great lyrics. There's also, oh my God, I, I, I might talk about this song a lot. I'm just putting it out there right now. No, that's fine. Let's do this. The lyrics of this song are really interesting because the rhyme structure is very strange. It doesn't rhyme in a traditional sense, which makes it feel all the more like, everything he's saying in this song is like he's really getting stuff off his chest. <laughs> it feels very genuine. The other line that I love very early on is the, I won't swim in your jacuzzi. You can't make me settle down. I'd rather kick and jump and bite and scratch and scream until I'm blue. Yeah. Like, like this is some real, real angst <laughs> coming out of this guy and and frustration and like there are real moments throughout his catalog where you get a sense of like some real emotion coming from him in these songs despite the comedic sort of lens that we see it all through but man there's some real like th th this is a um i don't know when i hear this song i hear passion and it is funny that as you pointed out it's got like anti-vegetarian <laughs> Yeah, like he is like he's and, like a vegan now. Oh like, yeah, yeah, no, he really sh shifted. And uh, you know, we were talking about how when he did the Vanity Tour, he did not do this song. I thought that this would be a no-brainer as as one to play live after all these years. And I can only assume a large part of it is that these lyrics just do not ring true to him at all anymore. Yeah. And so why he like the idea of singing this stuff now probably feels very cringy to him. Yeah. So let me here was the game I put together. Okay. Is I compiled a list of everything he says he hates in this song. And I want to know <laughs> I want to know where your stance is on them. Great. I love so, it. Let's do it. So the first thing he calls out is that he doesn't care about karma. I am inclined to agree. I'm not much of a believer in karma in terms of a as a concept. I like to imagine that karma will get people that I dislike in the end, even though more often than not, history has proven to me that it will not happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't care about what's hip. I guess, I mean, sure, I can get behind not caring what's hip. That's, fi that's fair. I feel like I've been starting to care a little bit more about what's good. I like to keep <laughs> up with what's hip because I find it yeah. interesting. Just as people, I mean, you and I are both just fans of pop culture. So in yeah, order so to you know, know what's hip, you have to know. Yeah. In order to do that, you have to know what's hip at any given time. Look, but I watch not, the Oscars and the Super Bowl, whether I care about the teams or care about the yeah, movies that are nominated. Because I want to, I want to make sure that I don't miss giant pop culture moments as they happen in real time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I would say I do care about what's hip. In sure. That That's fair. Yeah, there for you me. Go. I mean, here's a big one that I still care about swimming in a jacuzzi. I like being in a jacuzzi. Uh, what's, what is not to like about a jacuzzi? That's a weird <laughs> thing to get mad at. I to mean, get as mad as he does, where oh, he's, he's rather... He's really upset about the jacuzzis. I, I, yeah, I mean, you don't have to own one if you're worried about maintenance. Yeah. That's fair. But if someone's but, like, hey, I have a jacuzzi, you're like, oh, yeah, yep, let's hop I'm in. there. I'll bring a bathing suit. Yeah, and I, don't like, yeah. I don't like walking around with my shirt off in a pool, but I make exceptions for jacuzzis. Jacuzzi, is uh, that's a real treat. Um, and then same time, same verse you already referenced, being made to settle down. I, I like a nice settle down. Frankly. I'm inclined to agree with that as well. That, you know, that's a great example. That's a young mentality. Oh, that's a, that's a, that a, is a, that's a young year person. Old I won't settle down is a very childlike thing to do. Then you like hit around 30 and you're very excited at the idea of calming down a little bit. In the same vein, the next thing he calls out is be being laid back again. Love it. Yeah. No, <laughs> being laid back is underrated. 
I'll tell you, we're look, we're in the middle of an 11 episode recording streak right now. The first thing I'm doing when I'm done is sitting in a recliner and kicking that thing back. (laughs) Yes. Um, The smell of incense. Oh, this is an interesting one because I know what he's getting at here. Yeah, that this is another thing I, I will say I have come to. And I think this might be opposite. I've come to appreciate that stuff more as I've I love older. Incense. And I'm coming from like the never smoked weed in my life. But yeah. like I love you can get like those strawberry or like when yeah. you can get those fruit scented incense. Ooh. When yeah. I was when I was younger, I associated incense with a certain subculture that I did not identify with. So it was not a thing for me. But now just as a product you can have. Yeah, like what's wrong with that? It's nice. Also, I want to while we're doing this, I just want to call out that for whatever reason, <laughs> I know it's not a derogatory worm word, but every time he said cosmic cowboy, it just <laughs> felt like it was a very mean thing to say he, about he, he in a clearly mean way, he refers to people as cosmic cowboys and space cadets. <laughs> which, yeah. which is so in like Cosmic Cowboy, I have never heard anyone say. But about Space anyone. Cadets has come back in a very awful kind of way. It kind of has. I was going to say, like, <laughs> that is a thing. Like, I've heard that in my life as a, as, yeah, like a, a derogatory term for a person. A Cosmic Cowboy, I'm assuming, I don't want to go too far off your game hippie. here, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's, and he's LA, right? So this is like an LA hippie. Um, that's what he's really like. People who are so. I guess what he considers upper class that they have gotten into this hippie, organic, wholesome lifestyle. And that's, he's calling them cosmic cowboys. I don't know. I, it's again, some of these references, I guess are just do not translate, but don't translate. I mean, but... <laughs> if it's not that offensive, I love the term cosmic cowboy. Can we start it, referring to people as cosmic cowboys again? We're going to have to do amazing. research on it. Let us listeners sound off. Let us know if you Man, find that to be an offensive term. Cause if I not, like, I say we bring it back. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> um, we're going out to go, going out to dinner with Dave. He's you know he's like a bit of a cosmic cowboy, but he's all right. Like, uh, all right, great. so back to the back to the things he hates: jogging. I don't like jogging. I'm with him on that. I I enjoy a nice walk, but I am not. I'll, a I'll take a walk. I'll I'll walk yeah. really far, but two minutes yeah. of jogging and I'm angry. Joni Mitchell eight tracks. Yeah, he's way off on this. I, I it's weird to me that he would be well. I, okay, so we're gonna factor in eight tracks then I, I guess i'm not i don't have an eight track player but yeah to take a dig at Joni mitchell <laughs> is a <laughs> weird thing I, again later al cannot fathom him doing something like that that's i have become i would say in the last 15 years so a little bit more than half my life yeah i have taken a real turn on my feelings of singer songwriters yeah. obviously junior high and high school punk rocker couldn't stand them. There's now, no, yeah. There's no 17 year old in the 2000s who are, is going to identify with Joni Mitchell like really intensely. I don't no, think. But but 36 year old Matt Kelly, you oh. will find me driving around with some Joni Mitchell, some James Taylor, it's some John Crute, Jim Croce, some Cat Stevens, or and my biggest other, one right now, Carol King. I've been Carole pumping King. tapestry like crazy. It's incredible. This week. And I was going to say it's funny because <laughs> obviously we know as we go down the line, Al straight style parodies. People like this. He doesn't do Joni yes. Mitchell per se, but he did James Taylor absolutely pops up. Harry, he 100% almost does a beat for beat parody of a Harry Chaplin song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, we, when I heard the original song, I was like, oh my God, I suddenly know what this Weird Al style parody yeah. is, uh, which is always fun. Oh yeah, um, I love doing that. Anything organic. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed organic milk for I, I, a pretty decent chunk of time, actually. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a great dated reference because there was a point where that really seemed like something to make fun of, and it's just so not anymore. Nope. Um, the, yeah, that seemed really hoity-toity, and now the idea of buying something organic is so commonplace that the idea of being <laughs> mad at it is is kind hilarious. of yeah, hilarious. I'm sure I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but uh, Perrier? Perrier, I think. Perrier. Okay. Perrier. Um, Perrier. Yeah, sparkling water. Again, I, I, it's I fine. hate sparkling water. You don't so like sparkling I'm, water? I'm, I do not. I So I cut out soda entirely out of my life about mm-hmm. four years ago, and everyone was like, oh, try seltzer water, sparkling. And it's like, no, I'd rather just like, like to me, it seems like it's worthless. Like I, if I was going to drink that, I would just want soda. You just want soda, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Perrier is fine. I mean, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Topo Chico guy. If there we're, you go. If we're so, honest. Oh, man, or uh, writing this song about or, you. Or uh, <laughs> I, I, I love, I love a Spindrift, Spindrift I mean, seltzers. Ooh, those are good. I'm I, definitely. Yeah. I think 22 year old Weird Al would hate both of us right now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's. I mean, I'm not. Uh, these are not more. These are not less fancy. <laughs> Uh, sushi bars. Yeah, I love sushi. Another I, another classic, like, in the 80s, the idea of sushi was, like, it's such a funny thing, right? Sushi, just the word sushi was, like, a punchline. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and now uh, that is, like, who has not had sushi, at least at some point in their life? Uh, you mentioned the vegetarian scene. Obviously, he's he's flipped on this. Yeah. I don't mind the vegetarian scene, but I'm not a vegetarian. But. I'm not a vegetarian. My wife is vegan, so we eat vegan and vegetarian often at home, and I have come to really enjoy it. I'm so I'm definitely in favor of vegetarian stuff. I'm the sort of meat eater who now will still often opt for the Impossible Burger or the Beyond if, Burger. If the Impossible Burger is on the menu, I will take it every single time. Every time, Beyond Burger kind of different because the Beyond Burger I think is good. Mm-hmm. But but the Impossible Burger you could you could serve me the Impossible Burger and not tell me that it's not a normal burger and I would not be able to tell totally buy it I Beyond Burger way. is a very specifically different taste yeah <laughs> that yeah, that I don't fair. mind I just have to be in the mood to have I it. like them both for different reasons but you're right um, designer jeans I'm still kind of against it I'll raise yeah this I don't how like much designer jeans I, I'm not a I'm not very into clothing so I, I'm I'm with him on that don't care about designer jeans good old fashioned Goodwill does it for me yep. this is this is probably the most confusing one for me because he's already complained about the jacuzzi, but then he's also complaining about the redwood hot tub. Like Al does not like heated water. No, and I he don't doesn't understand like it. Swimming, uh, <laughs> fun, just outdoor activity. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know why it's like something terrible happened to him in a hot tub at some point And he's just really mad. <laughs> uh, bean sprouts in Japan. <laughs> I've never been to Japan, so I don't know if the bean sprouts are different in Japan, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'm not going to eat like a fistful of bean sprouts. That's not going to be my go-to. But if I'm having a salad and there's bean sprouts, yeah, sure, that's fine. I can handle that. I'm, I'm going to assume because he's saying bean sprouts in Japan. I'm going to say that I agree with him on this dislike because I think of when I have pad thai, I feel like the bean sprouts really get in the way of what I'm trying to do with the pad thai, and I tend to ask for it to not have the bean sprouts in okay, there because. Okay. I'm a big, I like spaghetti, so I like to be able to like twirl it and that having that solid bean sprout really cuts off the twirl every Interesting. time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. look, when it comes to food, I'm weird. Uh, well, we're going to have I, a lot to talk about throughout Al's catalog then. Oh, yeah. And your 100%. food problems. Uh, <laughs> I think you and I will both agree that we also hate this. Uh, needing to prove that I'm cool. I'm yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure. I need to prove that to no yeah. one. What's your sign? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not into astrology. I I like the fact again in terms of his phrasing, I'll break your arm 
<laughs> if you ask me what's my sign, like that's aggressive. Ow. There's a like wow. There's a girl that I follow on TikTok who does a series called Why Are You Single? where she just reads the Tinder profiles of the most aggressive about me things oh, that she god. finds when she's on dating sites. Oh my god, I'm and cringing I feel already. like I feel like the line, I will break your arm if you ask me what's your sign, is so close to some of the stuff she reads on these people. I don't, I don't doubt these. it. I, I just, <laughs> I, you know, it's all through the lens of like knowing all these out lyrics, but that is like, that's really, really <laughs> forward. Very much so. Yeah. Here's here's where I'm going to, the the next two strong disagrees from me on Al about the hatred of this. Uh, seeing a shrink. Yeah. And psychosis. And psychosis. Yeah. Again, so interesting. And I can only assume, you know, he's going back out on another vanity tour and he promised that he's going to do more originals that didn't get covered on the first one. So maybe this one will make an appearance because, again, just musically, I love it so much. Maybe he'll change some of the words. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he'll change some of the words and do an updated version of it. Um, Because, yeah, that's a the idea. um, Mocking... uh, mental health care is <laughs> really not uh, cool anymore. Uh, and then the last one was be casual. Uh, and I love to be casual. Yeah, be casual. It's, uh, uh, yeah, there, a lot of these things seem like they're at odds a little bit too. Um, like um, he doesn't like being casual, but also doesn't like Designer the fancy jeans. things. Yeah, I don't I, <laughs> I don't know. I like some of it does not totally track to me um, as a single but again, like you said, this is a song where he's just mad at everything. Yeah. So if I you're mean, mad at everything, some things just don't make sense to be yeah, mad I mean, at it's together. Very in keeping with really the theme of the whole album to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is your song. This is the one that you uh, have ranked number one uh, for this album. So is there anything else you want to talk about that that you love about this? Yeah. I mean, musically, this song has so many um, great little like twists and turns and riffs and stops and um it changes a lot as the like verse repeats there's like these walking parts like from a musical perspective it's fascinating it's really really well written i love the i don't know if it's like the chorus or a pre-chorus it also has an odd form which is something i'm really into as a song where it's like i'm hearing i'm like is this the chorus or is this a pre-chorus is this like a post-chorus section it's all really catchy so you kind of it doesn't matter but it doesn't really follow a song structure that feels familiar. But I was going to say the, I'm going to call it a pre-chorus. The first run of the I'll be mellow when I'm deads. It's the first time in Al's catalog where you hear something that recurs a lot, which is Steve J, the bass player doing his really low backup vocal. Yes. The yeah, I'll be mellow when that. I'm dead. I'll be mellow when I'm dead. Like that is, that comes back many, many times. And this is the first example of it. And it's great. It's just one of those tricks he goes back to a lot that I adore. And this is the first instance of it, I think, that we hear. Yeah, it's just, man, this is just such a fun. And, you know, I, I'm showing a lot of my influences and some of my favorite things because I'm just a sucker for a super catchy melody and a fun, fast-paced sort of like power pop type song and this also has some like sort of electronic this there's like i can hear a little bit of like devo post-punk energy in this song this is predates a lot of this stuff but there's like a lot of the they might be giants hookiness in this like there's just he's touching on a lot of references that i'm really really into um and yeah i mean for me this is 
uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it now. In the world of Al Originals, this is a high-ranking song. I was going to say, I, I think you and I both have this. Your I'll Be Mellow When I'm Dead is my The Checks in the Mail, yeah. where it's like The Checks in the Mail, I wouldn't be shocked if that ends up in my top 20 by the end of this podcast. Yeah. Like, I just, I have such a love of the, the like, I will just put that song on as even just background music. And I'll say um, right now, this might even be a top 10 for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this is well, There we go. This is big. This is, all right. Well, uh, so you're ranking this at number one. Number one of the originals on this record, no question. Uh, and I put it at a, at a number two. There you um, go. It's, it's, I mean, I would put this very close with Happy Birthday to me, too. I think that really mm. Happy Birthday, I'll Be Mellow When I'm Dead, and Checks in the Mail, all really fantastic yeah. songs. The next song, I don't mm. think we'll have too much of a contention with <laughs> with messing up my top three right there. Uh, but I think that it is a fascinating story yes. uh, from what I've researched. So I am excited for us to dive a little bit more into the story of next week's song. Me too. Uh, yeah, it's another... God, so many interesting tracks from this particular record. The thing that I'm learning as we're recording these episodes is that like these are shorter episodes because A, it's just the two of us. I think having a, a guest every once in a while that can also bring in their Al history and, and stuff like that will sure. also make the episodes longer. But... It, but there's also just such they're just also so strange. Yeah. This is a strange record. It is. It's <laughs> like, a very, very strange record. And it's like the jump in I don't want to say the jump in overall quality, because that makes it seem like this record is low quality, which I do not feel. But the the overall approach change when we get to the beginning of in three D is so night and day from this. Um that yeah, it this record really does stand alone. Um in his catalog from, from in 3d on Al feels like, and again, it's interesting because it's not a dig, but there's fewer curveballs of this level. Yes. On no, those later I, records. As I'm looking at, I, I wanted to remind myself a little bit. So I took a peek at the track list for, for in 3d. Cause I yeah. remember, I would say 90% of the songs that are on it, but maybe not the exact track listing of yeah. them. But yeah, there's, there's, you know, there are definitely songs on here that I don't think are nearly as good as checks in the mail and I'll be mellow when I'm dead. Mm -hmm. But there's also nothing where I'm as like floored by the strangeness of it all. Yeah. As I am with some of the songs we've discussed. So totally, totally. All right. Well, until next week, we'll be back. All right. Stay weird. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.